Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. His faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. The stories of his strength and courage, his daring and resourcefulness have come down to us through the generations. And nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Mary Ann Saunters stood with her father before the great sprawling veranda of the Circle Dot Ranch House and laughed with him at the humorous <laughs> picture before them. A hundred yards away, the donkey had stopped. Having come apparently all the way from Foxton, the donkey probably figured that a hundred yards, more or less, didn't matter at all. His rider, a small, immaculate Chinese, dismounted and tugged and pleaded patiently. Then, with a gesture of despair, the little man came on foot toward the ranch house. <laughs> yeah, looks like a China boy. God, I never saw anything so funny in my life. <laughs> He's lucky the donkey didn't quit out on the desert. I wonder what he wants out here. You suppose you're, he... you're lucky by fine donkey. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir, I don't want to buy no fine donkey. Well, a good donkey. Sell him your cheap little bit. Yes, I'll bet you would have that. Well, does he... Uh... <laughs> Often get stubborn like that. All the time, you see. Bye-bye, get hungry, come fast, cha-cha. 
maybe you just better keep him hungry all the time, man, so they wouldn't box so much. <laughs> what can I do for you, mister? <laughs> me, look, see, for soldiers, fella. All the same, tell me, fix your job. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm soldiers. What kind of a job you hunting? Biscuit shooter? Oh, gee, plenty of good fix your biscuit. <laughs> fix your roast beef, fix apple pie. Chop, chop, good fellow, me. Oh, well, there's a direct first-person recommendation for you, Dad. Well, Tell in uh, town, tell you need to cook. Me cook, fix a plenty good glove, you bet. Yes, sir, I'll bet you. Fix laundry, breakfast, chop, chop, good handyman. <laughs> What's your name? Name, Alu Singh Hoji. You call Archie. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee, huh? <laughs> well, now that's quite a name, Archie. Okay, Archie, we can sure use a good biscuit shooter. If you want to work for 40 a month, the job's yours. Very fine business. Very good. Very dandy. Archie, fix yourself a chop chop. You get plenty good glove now. Archie, go kitchen. You'll be ready. Plenty soon to come at dinner, Bell. Well, Dad, that, that's one problem you can stop worrying about. Hey, Dad, if that little man ain't a blessing, Marianne. Hey, who's the new hand, boss? Chief Cook and Bottle Wars here. You, uh... What's the matter? You look like bad news. There been anything else around here lately? Ross, what is it? We took a tally of that bunch of heifers in the south draw this morning. Yeah, go on, Ross. We counted them three times. Me and Muley and Red. It was 35 heads short. Hey, you don't know. Makes you feel a feel like bowling. That's it, crying like a baby. Either that or killing like a crazy wolf. How's a man going to protect himself? You belong to the Cattlemen's Association, don't you? You make me laugh. I've written to them half a dozen times, and they keep saying they're going to send out an investigator. Trouble is, they don't say when. Oh. Time it gets here, there won't be anything left but gopher holes. Well, there's only one thing to do, Ross. Have the boys move every head of stock on the place down to the East Range. We'll just have to bunch them and watch them until we can figure something out. Yeah. Meanwhile, the only decent pasture land we got will be going to waste. Can't have it. Rather lose a little grazing ground than lose my stock. Eh, maybe you better move them up this afternoon. No sense losing any more if we can help it. Sure. We'll get on it right now. You know, I was reading a piece in some New York paper the other day. Yes, Dad? Told about how vicious. And that's the word they used. How vicious some of us Westerners were. I would catch a horse thief or a cat rustler and string him up by the neck pronto. Hmm. I wondered when I read that piece about the man who wrote it. Wonder what he'd do if he caught some fella going through his pocket stealing his money. Taking every shit he had. Suppose he'd call the police. But suppose there wasn't any police. Then what? Well, he'd have to protect himself, I guess. I'd like to meet that fellow. I'd like to tell him about this ranch. Better than a hundred thousand dollars worth of beef cattle roaming all over forty, fifty thousand acres. Don't every hand sneaking, thieving rustlers waiting for a chance to pick off a few when they ain't got it. it it's almost the same as taking the money out of your pocket, isn't it? Not quite. Fellow shoves his hand in my pocket, I got a chance to get him. Out here, what chance have we got? Last year, good season. Should have made money. Lost better than $10,000 cash. Gonna be the same this year, the way things are going. And they wonder why we give rustlers a short prayer and a quick rope.
didn't tell you where he was going? Uh, him not say. You think him just go for ride and Victor? Oh. That boy is too young to be exploring this country by himself. When he gets back, I'm going to ask him not to leave camp alone. Oh, all young fella plenty curious. Like sea country. That's just it. As long as he stays on the regularly traveled routes, I don't think there's any danger. Being a boy, he likes to get off the beaten path. Kimosabe. Yes? Me look at Dan this morning. Him not look good. Oh? How do you mean, Toto? Uh, him look, uh, maybe a little strange. I hadn't noticed. Wish he'd get back so... Ah, uh, here he comes now. Ah, him ride plenty fast, Kimosabe. Nothing but rim rock and wild country in the direction he's coming from. I wonder. Oh, oh, Victor, oh, boy. Oh, boy, easy, fella. Dan. Dan, where have you been? We were beginning to worry about you. Golly, sir. I, I couldn't get back sooner. I was almost trapped in a box canyon about four miles north of here. Trapped? In what way? Well, I started out this morning. Didn't mean to go so far. But when I was about two miles from camp, I stopped and dismounted up on the rim rack to look around. Well, what you see, Dan? I, I was looking out across the valley. And there was a big herd of cattle grazing down there. Then, while I was watching, three men rode up and started cutting out some young stock... Must have been rustlers. What made you think they were rustlers? Well, in the first place, they were driving the cattle too fast. And then, well, they were just going the wrong way. There isn't a ranch or even a farm for 50 miles north of that Rimrock country. Mm, that plenty wild country back there. Go on, Dan. Well, I couldn't head right back this way without being seen. So I rode ahead of them for a couple of miles, dodging through the rocks and boulders. Mm. They may have been rustlers, but then again, they probably had honest reasons for driving those few head of cattle away from the herd. At any rate, it's just as well they didn't see you. But they did, sir. And that's what's convinced me they were crooks. What? I got pretty well back in the rocks and dismounted, thinking I'd wait until they went by, and then start back for camp. And they came right up close, too. So close that I could see the men and hear them talking. Golly, I was scared. I can't blame you for that. What happened? Well, I'd have been all right, except that one of their horses must have sensed Victor close by and whinnied. Golly, he was looking right straight at where I was hiding. Well, anyway, I held Victor's nose... And he knew what I meant because he didn't even try to answer that, Winnie. It's times like that when a well-trained horse is valuable. So one of those riders stopped his horse and said he was going to take a look back in the rocks. He started my way and, well, I guess I just got buck fever. Because I jumped on Victor and rode out of there as fast as I could. That was a smart thing to do, Dan. Those men were crooks. You'd have had a hard time explaining your presence there. They might have... Tell me, did any of them see you very plainly? No, sir. They probably got a good look at Victor, but they didn't see anything but my back. When I broke out of cover, they all started to yell, and one of them chased me. I don't imagine Victor had much trouble leaving an ordinary cow pony behind. <laughs> that crook had known that I was riding the son of silver. He could have saved himself the trouble. Golly, when he started shooting, you should have seen Victor stretch and run. Shooting? Well, if there was any question before about those men, there isn't now. Honest men wouldn't shoot at an unarmed boy. That's just what I thought. Well, anyway, I'm sure glad to get back here. And from now on, sir, I'm not going back in that country alone. You most certainly are not. You were lucky to have a good, intelligent horse that could carry you out of danger. Another time, your luck might be different. Tonto, get your horse ready. You and I are going to ride up into that country and take a look around. What about me? I have an errand for you, Dan. Here, here are some letters to be mailed at the post office. By the way, you feel all right? Sure, I'm all right. Just excited, I guess. It shouldn't take more than three or four hours for you to get there and back without hurrying. 
Toto and I will be back in camp before dark. I'll come straight back from Foxton after I go to the post office. Good. Come on, Toto. Here, Silver. Be ready. Steady, big fella. All right, let's go. Get him up, Scout. Come on, Silver. Riding steadily north into the Badlands, the masked man and his Indian companion came to the place Dan had told them about. Here they dismounted and studied the ground carefully. See, your place where Dan hiding rocks. Here's where one of the rustlers stopped and turned his horse into the rocks. Here, trail plenty hard to read. Too much rock. How much cattle would you say they were driving, Tonto? Well, me not sure, Kimasabi. Maybe 25, maybe more. Look here, an empty 44 shell. Uh, me like catch coyote, shoot at Dan. So would I. Come on, let's follow this trail as best we can. Here, Silver, come scout. Easy, big man. Come on, big fellow. Get him up, scout. No use going any further. We might be able to pick up the trail ahead, but it'll soon be dark. Let's head back for camp. Ah, uh, Dan be waiting for us now. I'm his story. I doubt very much if any of those men would have seen him well enough to recognize him. I don't like the thought of that boy getting into trouble. You notice maybe how Dan look funny? How do you mean? Well, me think him look strange. Maybe sick. I noticed he was somewhat flushed. Probably the excitement he had been through. Ah, me fix herb medicine tonight. Plenty good for young feller. Perhaps I should have asked him to go see a doctor while he was in Foxton. Come on, Silver. Get him up, Scout. Tomorrow morning we're coming back at daylight and follow this trail up into the hills. Isn't that good? Faster, big fella. Get him up, Scout. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Now to continue our story. When Dan Reed left the Lone Ranger's camp in the early afternoon to ride to the Foxton Post Office, he felt excited and breathless as any boy might after the dangerous adventure of a few hours earlier. Riding at a steady pace, the boy followed the well-marked trail to Foxton, through the sparsely wooded foothills and out across the burning fringe of desert. In the distance, the painted cliffs reflected a rainbow of color in the face of the sun. Halfway to town, the boy, trembling, reined his horse to a stop. Oh, Vic, Victor. Oh, boy. Golly, I guess I'm still scared from this morning. I... I gotta get off and rest. Feel funny. Whoa, whoa, Victor. Whoa, boy. Whoa, whoa, boy, whoa. Hi there, youngster. What's wrong? Gotta get out of sight. Rustlers, gotta get away. Hey there, I see you. Don't come any closer, you hear? What in the world? Easy, boy. Oh, you, 
You're trembling like a leaf. What's wrong? Good heavens, boy, you're sick. You've got a fever. Oh, Ranger, sir. Guess I better turn back. Oh. oh, the poor boy must be delirious. I've got to get him back on his horse. Get him to the ranch house. Get the doctor. As darkness came, Mary Ann Saunders returned to the circle dock with the sick boy. Quickly, with the help of Dan Saunders and Ross Newcomb, the feverish youngster was put to bed and a rider was sent to Foxton to bring the doctor. Later, in the long, rambling barn, Ross Newcomb unsaddled Dan's white colt and tied him in a stall. Then, swiftly, he made his way to the bunkhouse. Hey, Red. Muley, come here. Uh, what do you want? Come on out of here. I got something to show you. What is it? Over the barn. Come on. It must be important calling us out at this time of the night. Marianne just brought in a sick kid a while ago. Yeah, we heard about it. Who was he? Well, I'm wondering. Here, I just got through putting his horse away for him. Strike a match, friend. Sure. Ever see that white colt before? Hmm, don't know. Just what do you mean? Hey. Yeah, that's what I said. That's the horse that kid was riding this morning up in the rim rock. Sure. The kid that was riding him was laying in the house, sick. That mean anything to you, gents? That kid seen us this morning. Chances are he could identify every one of us. If he had the chance. Uh-huh. You're dead right, Muley. But I reckon we better see he don't have the chance. Well after midnight, Dan Saunters took the last look at the boy Dan Reed, who was now sleeping restlessly. Then he stepped out, quietly closing the bedroom door. Down the dimly lighted hallway, Saunters went to his own room, then... Just a minute. Who are you? The mask. Are you the... Let me ask the question, Saunters. I'm looking for a boy who is somewhere about this ranch. You're the Lone Ranger. We followed the trail of his horse and another right up to your corral. Where's the boy? Hey, come here. I'll show you. I'm not in the mood for trickery. Lead on. In here, mass man, the kid's going to be all right. Going to be all... What's wrong? What happened to him? He's asleep. Nothing happened. Nothing that don't happen to any normal healthy kid. He's down with the measles. Measles? Well, <laughs> the doc was out and looked at him, said there wasn't nothing to worry about. I, no wonder Tonto remarked this morning that Dan didn't look just right. I, I should have noticed. Dan? His name is Dan Reed, my nephew. Let me look at him. It's all right, Victor. Easy now. We'd better clear out of here and let him sleep. He'll feel better in the morning. I, I'm sorry if I doubted you, Mr. Saunders. I was worried about the boy. Well, sure, of course you was. When he got to mumbling and talking, he mentioned you a lot. I'm deeply grateful to you for bringing him here. If ever I can repay you in any way. Yeah. Uh, well, I've heard that you... Come on out in the kitchen. We'll have a cup of coffee. Something I'd like to tell you. 
And that's what I'm up against. Don't know just how to fight the thing. I'd like to know where that China boy is. He'd seen him around all evening. Uh, tell me more about this Chinese, Mr. Saunders. Ah, gee. Uh, he's just a cookie. Right good one. A darn good handyman to have around. Mm. Yes. Probably better than you think. Uh, just how do you mean? I'll tell you later. You lost some cattle this morning? Uh, sure. But how did you know that? The boy Dan was riding through Rimrock to the north. He saw the men who ran off your stock. He did? Yes, they nearly trapped him up there in the rocks, but he got away. Well, doggone, that's the first break I've had since... Mr. Saunters, those men know that Dan could identify them. They won't let that happen if they can help it. See, if that's true, the kid ain't safe, is he? He wouldn't be if we didn't know what we do now. I'm going to get Tonto. Tonto? Well, that's the engine rides with you, huh? With your permission, I'm going to have Tonto stay in Dan's bedroom day and night until he's well. I never allow the boy to get into trouble or danger if I can help it. This morning was something unavoidable. Sure, I can see that, did it? Listen, someone's at the door. He must have it. What is it, Toto? You come, feller. Who's he got there with it? Hey, Archie, where you been, boy? Archie, Archie, have very bad time. China boy get bang, bang on head. Make, make a plenty of trouble. You bet. What the blaze is you talking about? You put out light. Not let them see us from outside. I'll get it. There. Now, tell us what this is all about. Well, me find China feller tied up in tool shed. But who... What happened, O.G.? What in thunder is going on around this ranch? I think O.G. can tell you a great deal if he chooses to, Mr. Well, Saunders. I wish the blazes he choose to right now. Wrestlers running off my stock, low-down farmers shooting at kids, fellas ambushing my cook and beating the daylight. Oh, you, please, me. please, Mr. Saunders. O.G. fix I'll tell you all I say. Ciao, ciao. Should I tell this gentleman the whole story, Mr. Lone Ranger? <laughs> What? What? Hey, now, uh, I think it would relieve his mind very much, Alu Singh. Now, now, wait, wait a minute. Am I dreaming that... that Chinaman talking perfect English and you calling him Alu Singh? When a man has graduated from the best universities in the country, there's no reason why he shouldn't speak good English if he wants to. But, uh, I'm truly sorry to have been so dishonest with you, Mr. Saunders. It was just that I thought it necessary to conceal my identity in coming here. Naturally, you are needing a cook provided the perfect excuse. Uh, go on, I'm weak, but go on. You have written many times to the Cattlemen's Association for help in protecting your ranch from thieves and rustlers. The association sent a man out here three months ago. A fellow named George Manley. Manley? I remember him. He got killed in a saloon fight. Was he from the association? Yes. Then I was sent out for two reasons. To find out about your troubles. But first to find out what happened to Manley. From what I've learned, he was murdered. The fight angle was a frame-up, a farce. Alu Singh happens to be the best undercover man the association has, Mr. Saunders. Well, I'll be... You sure had everybody fooled around here, Archie. I, I mean, Alu Singh. Not quite everyone, Mr. Saunders. The people I wanted to fool most were not fooled at all. At least not very long. They caught me tonight. And if it had not been for the Lone Ranger's admirable companion, I should have been in very grave difficulty. Where'd they catch you? Who were they? You'll find out plenty soon. Me think them wake now, outside house. Eh? Yeah? What do you mean, Tonto? Quickly, let's get to Dan's bedroom, Tonto. 
I want you to stay there until this is over. Uh, you not worry about Dan. Hunter, watch him plenty good. Alu Singh, stay here with Mr. Saunters. Don't make any light. I'll be back in a moment. has a better way of showing you who they are than by telling you. Hey! Outside, quickly. Stay together and keep your eyes open. Someone tried to get into Dan's room. Tana must have given them an unpleasant surprise. Look out! To your left! There they are! Let him have it! We see you back there. If you want more, try that again. Oh, my shoulder! You two off in the shadows. Drop your guns and step out beside your partner. Russ! What the devil? What are you crazy girls up to anyway? Muley, Red. Ask your friend, the Lone Ranger. I could tell you, I think. But let our loose Singh say it and make it official. What do you mean, official? A man you and your friends beat up and locked in the tool shed happens to be an ace detective for the Cattlemen's Association. Detective? Oh, but My own foreman. Why, I can't believe it. I'm leaving Tonto here, Mr. Saunters, to keep an eye on Dan Reed. When he's better, you'll find he can identify these men without trouble. Meanwhile, with your help, our loose thing can handle them very nicely. Yes. Now, thanks to you and your friend Tonto. Hey, listen to that China boy talk. Mister, we should have fixed you when we had the chance. Ah, too late now, Mr. Loss. Too bad. Very sorry. Now, oh, gee, fix it. Fix it plenty good at chop chop you bet. Uh, why don't you dry up? Oh, gee, fix your laundry. Whitewash, dirty fellow, plenty clean. Fix it very good, very dandy. All the same, fix it bad man's hash, huh, Mr. Ross? Are you still
The story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of The Lone Ranger Incorporated. Thank <laughs> you.